what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. If the last couple of years have taught us anything, it's that we better know how to participate in virtual meetings. It might be time to step up your virtual game by improving your video and audio presence. In this week's episode, the brothers discuss and demonstrate some tips for looking and sounding your best online with enhanced strategies and hardware. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me on the other end of the country, but also on the other side of the screen, is my brother, Brian Jackson. How are you doing, Brian? I'm good. Alan, have you uh, figured out which direction I am on the screen? Let's see. Let's see if you so get if your I first point option. This way. Uh, look, you got it. You got it. I got it. Yep. Nice. It's the opposite of what I see on the screen. Yep. There you go. You're pointing. <laughs> you go. We are, in case you're listening on audio and you have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> we are uh, on video as well. We have a video version of the show. So uh, we are uh, showcasing our video cameras, which is kind of apt for the discussion we're going to have today, where we're going to be talking Perfect. about how to, some ideas, tips, and tricks for making your um, web conferencing, video conferencing video and audio look and sound as good as possible. Um, Increase your web presence, right? Your web, yeah. you know, your, your aura, your, your, uh, your that presence works. in these meetings, right? Well, yeah. because again, I mean, I know when we did a, we did an episode on video conferencing early on in our, our show. And that was yep. more the do the, 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 the techniques and just knowing what you need to have to have a good, um, ability to do video conferencing. And at that time we, we really highlighted that episode because uh, the world was going through the, the early stages of a pandemic and we were all working right. from home and distancing ourselves. I wish I could say that two years later that we've completely gotten past that, but we haven't. Uh, we're still in the throes of obviously a lot of people doing remote working and needing to social distance uh, still quite a bit. So we're still looking at ways to make our web and video uh, presence, like you say, look and sound as good as possible. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, both webcams, uh, sound, microphones, kind of what's, what's some good techniques and tips to use to make sure that you're, you're giving off the best presence you can when you're doing your remote uh, FaceTime calls or Zoom calls or anything else it may be where you're using this equipment. And Brian, we're talking about this because this all kind of falls in line with us. The reason we have Brothers in Tech as a show is to talk about home and family and personal technology, some helpful hints, uh, tips, and discussions about these various technologies we find ourselves using every day. And I can say from my standpoint, I am on this type of setting, just like what you're seeing right now, probably still a good two to three hours a day at least, some days more. and uh, so I think it's, I've spent a little more time trying to upgrade my visual look a little bit. I'll show you some examples of what we're talking about that in a minute. Some different ways people can oh, up their so game that, a bit. This isn't the upped version. 
Right, because I was gonna no. Go this is it. actually I'm going to show you some better versions. Oh, this is the <laughs> this is the base level. This is the base level I've got right now. So yeah, um, no. I mean, I think I think this. I think you what you said is right. That you know we are a home technology solutions podcast. However, in the last two years, home and office <laughs> have begun to blend together. Right? They they become kind of all in one. So uh, so I think let's. You know, I think this is a this is a good one to have and to to rehash out a little bit about how do we how do we kind of make the best uh, and it's certainly we have not perfected it, but we certainly oh, no. can recognize some things that are uh, uh, good tips to use as you're trying to create that uh, that effective presence uh, in yeah. your web meetings. So, all right, let's 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 start off talking about let's talk video first, like visual, okay. and then we'll we'll get to audio sound a little bit later because I do think there's some different techniques and different tips and tricks to know for the two the two sides of the coin there. So starting with video, starting with what you see visually, okay, um, most people's laptops or devices they're using, we're going to have a built-in camera. And that's normally the easiest one to by default use. But the biggest thing, no matter what camera you use, uh, whether you're using the one built into your device that you're going to use a uh, as your primary camera, or whether you're going to have an external one. The number one thing, Brian, I always say that is going to make the biggest difference on how your video content looks is lighting. Lighting. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. There are some webcams out there or cameras on laptops that do not handle different lighting situations very well. It's got to be very big light on you in order to look good on your screen. Uh, what happens is if you have a, uh, if you're not lit well, the camera's having to over and compensate in processing your image. And that normally means it's going <laughs> to get grainier. It's going to get blockier. It's not going to be as clean for people to see. And that's all because yeah. of lighting. That's the biggest thing I tell people before people tell me if they want to go out and buy a new webcam or they want to make their video look better. I'll just look at what they're, they've got on their camera and say, well, you just need more lights. If you just get more lighting on you, uh, you'll be amazed at how much better you'll look at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. No, lighting is, lighting is key. And, and it's, um, and I, I would say kind of the lighting as an interaction with your webcam, because there are better webcams that can deal with the lighting more effectively. There are some poor webcams, but if you do light it well, then you'll find that that can kind of offset some of those downsides. Right. Um, so I think, so let's talk just generally about lighting. Alan, you're, you are, you are well-versed in this because you make video for a living. Um, you kind of understand how to, uh, get other people into the correct lighting mode. So just tell me, tell me kind of some of your tips of ways to, to enhance the lighting of, uh, someone on, on a webcam. Well, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to be in a situation where you've got great lighting naturally, I've seen some good webcams where people just have great natural lighting in a room or situation they're in, and that's fine. Then it works great. I think I mean, if you can look at your image and say that, yeah, it's it's visible. I mean, people can see you. They can see everything you're saying and facial features and it doesn't look as too grainy because the, the webcam or computer is not having to try to overcompensate for the lack of light. Then I mean, if you're fortunate enough for that situation, that's great. But most people I know, either in an office or in your house, you don't have that perfect situation where right where you want to be working, right where you want to be, have your computer set up, has perfect lighting on you. That's the situation with my office here. I'm in a 
office with no windows. That is my room, my little dungeon space here in my in my office building. So I am determined. I am dependent on outside light, and that's where I have an external light. And I'm going to bring it over here, which means my lighting is going to go away. But I'm going to show you kind of the differences here. I am using a ring light. Oh, it's coming. Mm. So this little ring light device, it's very bright. You know, I'm showing it here. If I actually turned it off or have it hidden, you can see where my lighting is. I mean, you can still see me, but it is darker. It's not quite as clear. And uh, mm. in some situations, it's going to get grainier and more blocky for the computer to have to fix this. This, I think, was a $30 ring light that is yeah. actually on a stand that I actually have set up in the back behind my computer. So it's in the back of my desk. I can turn it on with a little uh, toggle that's on the cord right near my computer. So if I know I'm going to be on a web conference, I'll turn it on. Now I'm going to put it back into place. And you can see that I'm here and I don't even have the web, the uh, ring light up on its highest level. I think it's on the lowest level right now. So it can get a lot brighter, but I, I don't want to be washed out and I don't want to be uh, blinding myself either looking at it. So I've got it at a nice low level, but it's enough that it's got me lit pretty well. The ring lights, you know, I think a lot of people thought that those were just for your, your iPhones or something to clip on there and use if you're going to do like live blogging or streaming. But I think, no, they're really good for video conferences too. So if you've got the capability to have one set up that you can turn on and off very easily, right behind where your computer would be so it's casting a light on you and making you look good, then um, that's a setup I recommend for most people. And uh, Brian, yeah. I think you are similar, right? Yeah, I've got a, well, I have a webcam that has a light built into yeah. it. Okay, um, good. So yeah, this and this works well. Um, actually, I'll click through my lights really quickly so you can see theirs without the light on. Right. And then as I so for those sorry, for those that are on audio, you know, just imagine that I am somewhat dark and grayed out right now. And yeah. mm -hmm. as I turn the light up, you'll see now that it illuminates kind of my uh, uh, well, it illuminates what it needs to. Right. That's one of the beauties, I think, of of a webcam light is that it's going to light up what it is that it's pointed at rather than mm -hmm. lighting up the entire room. And sometimes you don't want the entire room lit, right? You don't want sure. yeah. all the information back behind you lighted up. You want, you don't want your face, right? You want it to, to stand out so that you can uh, uh, kind of show what it is that uh, uh, the person on the other side needs to see. So that's what I have. And Alan, one of the things that I'll mention, um, cause I know you're going to give us some examples of different, uh, different setups here in a minute. Um, but I wanted to just quickly mention a couple of the maybe lesser thought of, uh, you know, things that people need to be aware of when they're setting up their, their webcam. You mentioned the having natural light. So I'm in an office right now that does have a window. It's directly this way, right? And you could probably tell because this side of my face is a little bit uh, more lit up than the other side. But I'm also in Oregon. And so there's not much sunlight right now. Um, but I actually have the blinds closed almost all the time because if I were to open the blinds up and given that I'm in a place where clouds are often going by, you'll get completely blinding on this side. My mm -hmm. entire side will be white, you know, uh, almost glowing and then dark and then up and down. So I close it so that I can control my light. So keep that in mind. You may think, oh gosh, I have great, I have a great window. 
Well, for one, make sure that you know you're comfortable with the amount of light that's going to be coming in during that meeting. Because if not, you're going to be your camera's going to continually be having to darken light in itself. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is if you are setting up your office for that natural light, please, please, please do not set it up so that you're looking directly at that, or I'm sorry, that you're in front of that window. I've seen, I've, I've been in meetings with people that. All you see is a, a dark silhouette of them because yeah. the window is back behind them, bright, sure. and it's washing out their face. So, um, so if you're going to set it up with natural light, set it up so that the natural light is in front of you, maybe on the other side of your computer screen, so that you're getting uh, that light uh, brought in. And the last yeah. thing, really quickly, that I'll mention that these are things that I've had to to deal with. One, I don't know if you can see. Well, back. Well, no, sorry back behind me you notice i have a picture back behind me that's glass and mm -hmm. you can see the you can see the reflection of what's on my computer and if i would have put a really nice picture on the other side this happens to be a um kind of uh it's not going to reflect as much on that uh, that truck picture yeah. You could also have some issues that if you've got, you know, pictures behind you and you've got a ring light like this, all of a sudden that ring light reflects back to the camera and it becomes annoying from the people that you're you're dealing with. So lighting is key, but also keep in mind that that lighting can be problematic with things behind you if it's not set up the right way. So do test it out sure. um, and, and make sure that that's that's clear. So uh, yeah. and then lastly, I'll mention I have glasses on. You don't. But glasses can also be an issue sometimes, especially with a ring light or a light in front of you where you're getting the, the glare right off your glasses. So you, know, you may want to think about that, about where that lighting is. Uh, I'll give you another quick example. So I'm going to turn this light off and you can see I'm darker now. Well, I also have a light in the room <laughs> that if I were to, I've got this light bent back behind my monitor glowing up in the ceiling. I've got a, a ceiling light that I could turn on and make it really bright. But when you've got bald head like I do, now all of a sudden you're getting a different reflection. So there's all these things about where the light is and whether the light's going to reflect back on anything, on any shiny objects, <laughs> and making sure that you're paying attention to those things. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good news about lighting is that there's a lot you can do just with natural setups, just finding good locations, yeah. placement of windows, placement of other lights in the room. Uh, but again, be careful to make sure that the most of the focus needs to be on your face for lighting, not the rest of the room around you, because that can have some detrimental effects. I do think the ring lights are probably the best bet for most people just to get immediate lighting on their face, very easy to, to set up and manage. And I know a lot of people I've also, when I mentioned ring lights, I'm like, oh, I I don't need it. You know, I don't want to, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not going to be doing a lot of stuff online, social media videos. <laughs> I don't need that. It's, I think we need to get past the idea that those are just needed for people who are just going on, you know, Instagram videos right. or something else. Right. Truly I use mine. I don't do social media videos from this. This is for my zoom or yep. WebExes or any other FaceTime calls I've got from my office. I have this here and I have a very similar one at my home office. So if I'm at home, it's the same setup, a little ring light, simple one to flip on makes a huge difference is to me, it's like automatic lighting for these things you can find on Amazon or other places. Very, very inexpensive. Um, yep. so I do recommend that for most people if they're looking for this quickest, easiest way to get good lighting on their face. 
Yeah. So, yep. so lighting, no. lighting is good. And Alan, I'll give no, one more good. real quick piece of that. If, mm -hmm. if you do look for a camera that has a light built into it, I have two of them. I have two of them actually in front of me. One I brought from another room because I was going to try to show you both. But um, I'll quickly just move this so you can see this is what mm. one of them looks like. Not the one that I'm using, obviously. Yeah. Um, but one that I tend to, um, that looks mm -hmm. very similar to the other one, right? And what's nice about it is you touch it and that's where the light comes on. You can see this mm -hmm. one has a bright light and then a yellow light and then off. Compared to the one that I have, the one that I actually use, this one has three settings. You touch, it's low, medium, high. Make mm -hmm. sure you pay attention to kind of what type of light it's going to have. And they're not all the same. The The use of these two lights, even though they look the same, and I thought I was ordering something that was similar, their image is totally different. Their quality mm -hmm. of light is totally different. So something to certainly test out if you're going to buy, buy something on Amazon maybe so you can try it, send it back if if it's not the right uh, type of image that sure. you need. But but lighting is lighting is key. Now I'll give one more real quick piece because I, I worked with a, a colleague of mine um, about this and that they did not have a light and the lighting setup was not that great. But I noticed as I was meeting with them, occasionally it would get a really good image and then occasionally it would go away off and on. And what I noticed was that every time they brought a document up in front of them like this, okay, I'm bringing a document in front of me that's bright white Okay, all of a sudden, so I'm going to turn my light off up here. I'm still getting decent brightness because I brought a big, on my monitor, I just brought a big blank document that was white mm -hmm, in front mm -hmm. of me that provides enough glow to my face for you to be sure. able to see that. So if you're someone that really doesn't want to go buy something new, doesn't have a good lighting setup, just make sure when you're, you know, you're setting up your, your Zoom call, probably don't use the dark dark mode on your your screen use the bright mode and turn the brightness up of your monitor put sure. a white document that up there work. and at least give yourself some some lighting in front so there you yeah. see i took it away i put it back up again so you can see the big simple simple homemade tips from brian jackson on how to it get hacks, some lighting on right you. yeah <laughs> Good. See, I'm All the right, one that go out and buy something. You've got it rigged <laughs> up with paper and <laughs> little home yep. craft deal to get yep. lighting going. So, Grand so. Board doc. so, Alan, what else? What else would I need to so, do if I wanted to set up? So, lighting. Let's say check. We got lighting. Yeah. What else do we need so, to worry about? How many times have you been on a call with someone, Brian, and you're looking at them like this, <laughs> like they're like this talking to you, or? They're like this, and this is the way you're seeing them when you're talking to them. Um, we may not realize it, but we're the actual about. person. Oh, right. Yeah, like that. There you go. <laughs> That's a good example. Go mm -hmm. uh, yep. And we don't realize it because it's comfortable for us as the person that, you know, in question, we're able to see what we need to see on the screen. We're seeing other people, but this is what we're seeing of you because you've got your camera placed somewhere um, away from the natural eye line site. Now, again, Brian, that setup that you just showed me may be comfortable for somebody. They're like, oh yeah, this right. is fine for me. I'm able to see the people's faces on my screen I'm talking to. I'm not paying a lot of attention to what they're seeing, but I'll tell you right away, it is frustrating, yeah. uh, I think, yep. for me being on a call where somebody has the camera off like that. And what happens there is that they, they're using an external webcam and they just found a comfortable place to put it next to their desk 
and it just so happens to be shooting from an angle at them. This is why laptops, when you buy a laptop that has a webcam built into it, the, the webcams are strategically placed at the very top of your screen because they know that's the closest they can get to where your natural eye line needs to be. Ideally, you want your eyes to be looking at the camera, like you talking to people, because again, this is making it look better and being more enjoyable for everybody else on the call that you're on. Um, even with a laptop at the top of the screen, you're still naturally, if you have uh, something positioned like I do right now at the bottom of my laptop screen, I'm not looking right up right. at my camera. So you still have to be mindful even when the camera's up top. Uh, here's a little trick I do, Brian, about placement on a laptop. And I'm going to share my screen and show what I do here. Um, see if I can do this. This is going to look freaky because I'm going to be sharing my actual desktop screen. Okay. Yep. So you see yep. my desktop screen. I actually have my screen shrunk up to where my video images are as close to the top of the screen as possible. Yep. So when exactly. I'm looking at those computer those screens, I'm as close as my eyes can be to the actual camera angle itself. So I know I'm making it very small to see these images on my screen, uh, but it works really good because otherwise, well, this is really freaky to actually see it like this. <laughs> Let me stop that. Because basically the, the closer I can put other people's faces at the top yeah. of my screen near my camera, then I'm looking at them naturally and I'm more closely looking at my camera itself than looking like in the corner of my screen or down on my screen or anything else. It's really yeah. important to try to get that eye line as close as you can to your camera for really just a good appearance on a, on a webcam conference call. Now, yeah. Brian, if you have a webcam, that's an external one for like a computer, you don't have it built into a laptop. Um, they do make some nice little uh, easy ways. Either you can make it manually some way to put the webcam up to where it either uh, sits right behind your monitor so that mm -hmm. it's just peeking over the camera, just over your monitor view. So you can get as close as possible to what they do on a laptop. Um, yep. And yep. Um, that's one way to do it. Um, I've seen people who have a TV screen or a monitor like further away from them. They may actually put a webcam on a tripod in between them and the screen, yes, yep. you're kind of having to look through the camera to see your screen, but that is going to give you a really close approximation of I'm looking at my camera, uh, looking yep. at your face as opposed to um, I'm looking anywhere else. So, yeah. And I think the, the, the big key here is that, you know, you may not think that it's that important for you to look good or to look right or to look natural on a, on a, uh, one of these zoom calls, but, you know, we've been we've been in this game now for, you know, over a year where we're having to all be engaged in this. And what's happening is, I think, you know, a lot of this Zoom fatigue that people suggest, a lot of that's because it doesn't feel natural. Right. When when I'm on a call with, well, right now with you, Alan, or with several people and they're all looking at me and they're all looking at the screen to where it seems natural it starts to feel a lot more like a normal meeting, right? Whereas if I'm looking and I, all of a sudden I see someone where their camera is pointed, you know, pointed down, you've got someone else that has horrible lighting. Someone else is kind of going from the side. It just feels awkward. And that kind of contributes to the fact that we just hate doing this. Um, whereas I actually don't mind doing it when I know that, 
you know, like you said, you and I both were look, we seem as though we're looking each other in the eye, or at least it seems that way as I'm looking at the screen. And it just feels so much more natural to have a discussion that way. So, um, so do your fellow, your fellow Zoomers, your fellow, uh, you know, FaceTimers uh, a favor by getting your setup so that it feels natural for them, not just for you. And, uh, and I think that's really, really key. So, yeah. so ideally, yes, we want, we want natural for both parties. We want natural yeah. for you and for them. So that's yep. why you just make it as simple and uh, comfortable as possible to do this. So, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, so that's audio, um, right? I mean, I'm sorry, it's video, like can it get a webcam, well, you know, or putting, putting things with lighting, making sure that you have some keys. Do you have some others? But let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about, the webcam itself though. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm a video guy. I, you know, I really pay a lot of attention to video quality and a lot of things that I work on or, or, or do, or especially when I'm trying to be on video calls, I'm trying to be, make it look as good as I can, just because that's kind of who I am. Um, and I will tell you right away. So the, I'm using a MacBook Pro as my laptop. So I've got the actual yep. FaceTime camera that's built into my laptop and it's, it's okay. Is that um, what you're using right now? That's what I'm using right now. Okay. That right is now is the, the built-in built FaceTime. Okay. All right. That's right. But I wanted to kind of say, you got a couple of options. Brian, you even flipped to another webcam a second ago for another angle. Yep. Yes. You can go out and buy another webcam and hook it up even to a laptop. And when you go into a uh, Zoom or FaceTime call, you can choose which camera that's connected to your computer you wish to use. So yep. just because you're on a laptop, don't feel like you're only obligated to use the built-in camera that's on your laptop. You can get an external one that you feel like may be better quality or look better. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't tend to find a lot of external webcams that are just standalone, simple webcams to always be the best quality. Um, so the good news is that you actually have some interesting options for webcams nowadays that I want to show you a couple of examples of. I can, Brian. Um, I love the way yeah, I can, <laughs> I love the way an iPhone camera looks. Okay. Mm. I like iPhones as cameras. So can I use an iPhone as a webcam? And yeah, you can, there are some tools that will allow you to do that. So I've actually got one set up right now. I'm actually going to flip to it and let me see if I can toggle that over to it. So this is using now I'm using an iPhone as my camera. And if you can kind of notice, the tones are a little better. The colors are a yeah. little better, I think. It's a little clearer image as well. So I've got an iPhone set up on a little mini tripod set right behind my laptop screen, almost right where my camera would be on the laptop itself. And uh, this is what I love using as my webcam because hmm. I just feel like it's better quality. I like it. Um, you know, I can use, I have an iPhone with me, so that kind of can, can become an automatic webcam anywhere I am. Um, there's a piece of software. There's several software pieces that will let you do this, but it does require a piece of software to connect your phone to your computer. In this case, on the Mac, uh, I use one called uh, EpoCam. EpoCam. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's E-P-O-C-A-M. It is an app that you need to install both on your computer and on your phone. But as long as you have them running on your computer and on your phone, when you go into a Zoom call or anywhere else, you will see the EpoCam listed as one of your video camera options. So, for example, if you're in Zoom, there is a little pop-up menu next to your 
um, uh, video button where you can uh, turn on or off your video that allows you to choose different video sources as your camera. So if you've got this software, the EpoCam installed on both your computer and your phone, and you've got the app on on your phone, then you can now see your phone as a webcam source for your, your conference calls or your, your meetings. And I love it. It's my favorite way of doing it. We do a lot of production work in our studio where we have uh, Zoom calls and all. And if we're doing uh, remote interviews with guests or anything, we use iPhones as our webcams because they just look a lot better. And yeah. uh, I like the quality yeah. a lot more. So that's uh, there's a lot of other softwares that will do the same thing, software packages. But EpoCam is the one I like the most, E-P-O-C-A-M. It's both an app on the App Store and it's a uh, uh, download for your Mac. And I know there's Windows equivalents of those as well for different software. But that's something to consider is using your yeah. smartphone as a webcam if you really want to look at quality. Um, now, so, Alan, can, ahead, I, can I ask real quick, though? Are you using yeah. the front-facing camera or the rear-facing camera? Front-facing camera. Front-facing. Okay. So, so you you can see the screen of your... You know, of your phone right now so that you can no. oh the front no. you're taking front as in outward facing oh i'm sorry okay. front facing yes i'm sorry the the more standard not not looking at yourself camera yeah okay I'm not sorry. the selfie side but the no. the outward side yeah because the outward side just for people to know that's a better camera it is a better right? camera. they purposely have put better cameras going out than they do coming back in um so you know using it flipping it around make sure that you you know, using the, the better of the two cameras, especially the new cameras, the ones that allow what cinematic mode or allow yeah. kind of the oh, yeah. um, portrait mode, right? Those things can mm-hmm. look really, really nice. Yep. Yeah, I love the way this is an iPhone 10. This isn't even one of the newer phones I'm using as a webcam here. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's two or three generations old, at least right now. And it's still, I think it looks great. Now, yep. let me step it up one more game. Um, if you Ooh. really, really are looking for a really great looking webcam video and you don't mind putting some money into it. Or if you already have a DSLR camera, I'm talking like Uh, a true DSLR camera that you use for shooting photography or video. Yep. There is a tool that will allow you to use your webcam, your uh, DSLR as a webcam. Um, It is a device. I'm going to see if I can pull up the image of it. I don't know if I can or not. Uh, I'll bring it up on the screen here in a second and show, but there's a, they make some devices. The one I'm using is from Elgato. It's a cam link device. It is a little box that let me, I'm going to bring it up. I should have had that pulled up beforehand. I apologize. Hmm. I know. um, I I am. Well, while you're saying that, look, look, it's a pricey. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say Elgato is the same company that makes the, Epic Cam or Epic Cam. So Elgato is, is both of them. Uh, so they're kind of the, they're the people to go to for uh, using yeah. uh, different versions of input. Well, this is the device on Amazon. So you can see it's pricey. It's a hundred bucks. Okay. It's not for the faint. It's not for just anybody who just wants to have a better webcam to talk to family and friends. I mean, this is where you really want to have a great visual quality to your web presence. But the way this works is... You can see it's got a USB on one end, so that USB actually goes into your computer. On the other end is an HDMI cable, and most modern DSLRs have an HDMI out on the camera. So you take an HDMI cable from the cam link to your DSLR camera, and voila, you then have a, uh, you Hmm. can now see 
uh, your DSLR camera as your webcam. And, uh, and again, you, you've put some money into it. But again, if this is something really important to you and you want the best quality and you like the look of it, you can certainly do that. Now I'm going to turn on my DSLR. I had it off. Hold on just a second. You're going to see me move around a little bit here. And I'm going to... Brian, entertain everybody for a moment while I do this. Yeah. So, okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Um, well, let's talk about... I uh, guess I don't... Alan, I don't know. Yeah, let's That's okay. I, <laughs> Did I do I, enough? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have asked you to do something so difficult on a spur of the moment like yeah, that. It's not on our notes. I'm sorry. I was not ready for that. Ooh. All right. So Ooh, this is okay. me. And granted, I'm looking a little off camera because the camera is off to the side. So kind of pardon that. But mm. if you take a look at this, this is my DSLR camera shooting me as a webcam now. So wow. not only okay. am I a lot more detailed, but I've got, based on the lens that I'm using on my DSLR, I've got a great out of focus background, which looks really nice. Not lit as well. I would have to add a little more lighting. The DSLR isn't picking up light as much as my iPhone was. But um, I tell you the look though, if I'm looking right at the camera, kind of that visually, I think you can see the quality difference right away yeah. uh, on the, on the, the video side. So a lot Alan, of times I think you need to exfoliate a little bit more, but yeah, yeah probably ahead. so. Right <laughs> um, when you see a lot of professional video bloggers and people online, a lot of them are using DSLR cameras now to record their videos. Yeah. Um, and the fact of the matter is for, a minor investment you got to put into it, you could actually use, and if you don't mind having a DSLR camera kind of setting up and ready to go as your, your, your webcam. I mean, it's kind of cool that you can do this and how good it looks and it kind of works with it, with a recording like this too. So yeah. I apologize yeah, no, to everybody really on audio, not able to see the difference here, but I've basically toggled between, you know, my DSLR camera. And then if I go back to my uh, iPhone camera, I've got that here mm. now, back to the iPhone level. And then I can go one more level down to the built-in FaceTime camera that is on my laptop. And you can start yeah. to see that a lot of different levels you have to work with. So, um, again, if you really want to pay attention to video quality, that's the ways to make it look better. But each of those options starts to cost a little more to get there. Obviously, yeah. the built-in camera you've got on your laptop or a simple uh, Logitech camera or some other source that you can buy anywhere uh, to plug up to your computer is going to give you good video. It's just, is it good enough quality level for the kind of work you want to do with it? So, yeah. Alan, on your, uh, on the DSLR, will it focus or is it set on a, in a on a set focus distance? It so just depends. What it, back, it, it depends on what the camera set at. If, the, if you have it set, if it's got an auto so live view that it has can, can do the autofocus. Continual autofocus? Um, depends on the camera. This particular camera, yep. no, doesn't have a live yep. autofocus, but some yep. do. Um, yeah. So it just so depends on the camera. Something to think camera. about, right? If you're, if, if you're, if you're going to be stationary, and as Alan is right now, it's great, right? You set it up, and it's this is the plane I'm going to be in. Uh, if for some reason, which I can't imagine many would do that, but being forward and back, you're leaning back, you're up and forward and everything, then you may find that some of the, the focus may be tricky with that, but your quality is going to be really, really good. Yeah. And Alan, one more question. Can Here you, I'm yeah, again, so lean back right. a bit. If I move back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of focus. It's not going to get me in focus. And of course, even here, so um, yeah, I'm pretty good focused there, but there's, 
there's where I set the focus to. So that's going to be the yeah. best level. Yeah. yeah. You, you need to know your DSLR camera and know its capabilities and what it is going to do. It's right. basically taking the live feed of your camera, whatever you would see in that digital viewfinder is what it's spitting out to the computer. So that's just where yeah. you need to be mindful of that. And Alan, do you have to have that dongle or if your computer has an HDMI in, does it allow um, the HDMI to go straight in? Yeah, there are some ways. I mean, I know some camera makers are actually providing you with ways to uh, hook your your DSLR directly into your computer. The qu- the key is is will it work automatically with your web uh, yeah. conferencing software? Yeah, that's the big question yeah. mark. I know for a fact the Cam Link I just showed, and then for an iPhone, the um, those different uh, software packages are meant to integrate with Zoom and WebEx and all these other. Uh, um, web conferencing software. Uh, I can't say for certain if, you know, a camera manufacturer that provides a way to feed the cam- the uh, video signal in, if that will automatically work with Zoom or other video sources. I think you'd have to kind of experiment yeah. and see or see how they promote it. But um, yeah, that's really cool though. The good news yeah. is that if you have a DSLR camera, there are ways to get that signal in to be your webcam if you wanted that level of quality to work with. Yeah. And maybe I'll just mention really quickly, you'll notice that a lot of what we've said is about lighting that's in front of you, about cameras that are in front of you. If you're talking a DSLR that's in front of you, now all of a sudden having your computer monitor up against a wall doesn't make a lot of sense, right? My my particular setup right now is that my, my office um, desk is actually in the middle of the room. Okay, so I'm facing kind of open end on the other side of the room where I can have, you know, a camera, a light, all sorts of things back behind. I've got space, right, that I don't have my monitor right up against a wall where it doesn't allow me to have an additional camera or any of that sort of thing or tripod. So, keep, you know, keep that in mind, right? The the way in which we create our, our offices um, are often based off of how we're going to use it. And now that you're you're trying to create the best image of yourself, um, you know, in these meetings, the most realistic, uh, you may have to reorganize the office a little bit. So yeah, that's That's good. Well, I think on the video side, that's pretty much what you can do to make your video look better. It's lighting, camera placement, where your eye line is going to be looking at your camera. And then if you decide to upgrade your camera to a higher quality or different levels of cameras, that's really the options you've got on the visual side. Um, Right. Right. Let's flip over to audio. Because I think I'm of the mindset, Brian, that you can be, you can have um, the worst, uh, you can have the best video quality possible. You could have the best video image. If your audio sucks, then it really damages the whole experience, no matter what. I'd almost always rather have better audio than video if I had to choose between the two. If you told me I could only Mm -hmm. have good one or the other, you got to give me good audio for any kind of conference call, meeting, FaceTime, uh, Zoom thing I'm doing, audio is going to be more important. So how do we get our audio sounding better and make sure it works right? Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm asking you, Brian, how do we do our audio? How do we get audio? (laughs) I was going to say, thank you. Thank you for the pass off there. Um, Well, I I think very similar to to the discussion of video, the built-in things don't always work the best, right? The built-in things are made for efficiency, um, you know, for example, the, the, the webcam that's on your laptop, really that's made so that you always have a camera. So you could be out and about, you could be at a coffee shop and you've got a camera. The same thing with the microphone that's there. You're going to have the ability to do sound. 
um, but it's not going to be nearly as good or as isolating as having some other device. So yes. uh, both you and I right now are using microphones, actual external microphones, right? I'm going to lift mine up a little bit. There's Alan's, right? So we're Brian, using you external a, microphones. Is yours a uh, Yeti by Blue? That is a Yeti. Correct. There's a Yeti by Blue. Yes. By, by the company Blue uh, Yeti. Correct. Mine is a Samson, Samson okay. microphone. Yeah. Um, Mine, this one I've got was about $60, I think. So maybe, maybe a little more than some people may want to spend on a microphone. But part of the yeah. reason I've got this one is it's both a USB mic, which I can connect to my computer, but it also has a professional audio input called an XLR input. So hmm. if I needed to use it in a professional studio setting, I've got it available to use there too. Not as yeah. necessary for a lot of people, but that was the reason I went with the mic I did. Um, yeah. the main key is just, you know, something that's more external than the one built into your computer that you can get closer to your mouth. You can be better positioned to, and you're speaking directly into right. instead of it just picking up everything else around you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, let's think about it. So if I'm on my laptop, if for, depending on what the laptop, what type it is, but for many laptops, the microphone is right up there next to the camera. So depending on where it is on your lap, right now, it's not that close to your mouth. It's going to be a decent decent uh, distance away. So just having an external microphone means, for one, you can shorten the distance between you and the source or you and the, the device, which means there's less chance for wind to get through. There's less chance for other sound. Um, the other nice part, and, and I didn't know this, so I, I've never had an external mic until we started this podcast and I, I bought this, is that a lot of these a lot of these microphones have the ability to change for, okay, are there going to be three or four people around a table that I need to pay attention to, or just one person in front of it? So that allows then the opportunity. I mean, I don't know if anybody has had this, but if you, if you try to do a web conference while you have multiple people in the room, it becomes really challenging with sound, especially off of a laptop, right? The laptop is closed off and it's pointed directly to you, but not the people on the other side of the table. So having kind of this multi-directional microphone option that it could also be just a standard mic, I think is, is really nice. So if you have those situations where you're in, where multiple people need to be heard or just you that really wants good quality audio, then the external mic, I think becomes really helpful. Yeah. Um, well, Brian, I switched my audio to ooh. the laptop audio. Right yeah. Now. Very echoey. Okay. Yeah. Or a very, yeah. uh, you're in a closet right now is basically yep. what it sounds like. So that yep. is my natural laptop. And again, this is in a, a room where I'm, it's four solid walls. I don't have any background noise behind me, but yep. you can still hear that it's a little more, if there were some things happening behind me, you would hear that a lot more with this laptop microphone. And uh, it just has a different sound to it altogether than if I were to switch back to my dedicated microphone, the one I showed you. Now, here I am with that microphone that is an actual standard microphone right in front of me. So I can get, if I got really close to it, you could tell it's a much uh, stronger sound than what I was getting from the laptop microphone. So. Yeah. And I, and I just now switched as well. So yep. is that a difference? Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So big difference. Yeah. So I think, I think the key is that having yourself close to someone. Okay. Now I'm back to the, the regular yep. mic, oh, yeah. right? Just go. being closer to the mic, you get that rich sound. You get to, to actually, uh, you don't have the echo sound. You don't have the, the, the feeling that you're in a closet. 
Um, yeah. You get that kind of direct. You really get to be the, the NPR, kind of the uh, the local public television, you know, kind of yeah. smooth voice. Yeah, it's great. So, well, now let's go ahead and make sure people are clear too. I think, you know, because again, I think a lot of people may not even realize you can add other cameras or microphones to your system and choose those instead of the ones that are default on your laptop or device. So in, for example, Zoom, when you have the options on your settings to choose your video or choose your audio, um, if you have a microphone hooked up like one of these, or if you have a camera hooked up like one of the ones external cameras I showed you, you can choose between them on those little pop-up menus that, yeah. that are available there. Same thing on WebEx, same thing in other, other conferencing software. So uh, don't feel like that just because there is a camera and microphone on your computer or device now that you're limited to just using that. Um, yeah. We do. I do wholeheartedly encourage people, if you are attending a lot of calls and meetings and things from a set location like this, like I am in my office, I think a microphone is an extremely worthwhile investment to have sitting there ready to go, already plugged into your computer. Once you set your default settings in like a Zoom, it remembers those. The next time you open yep. up Zoom, it remembers which microphone you used last time. As long as that microphone is still hooked up, it's going to go to that by default. It's just a much better experience. So much better yep. experience on everything. Yep. So, yeah. So, Alan, what what are your thoughts on using a microphone from, say, the AirPods or some form of kind of headphones well, that have microphones built in? I um. I would still prefer, I would still rather use a microphone on an AirPods, like the little earbuds I've got or, or headphones more than I would um, the natural the computer. microphone yep. on the laptop or computer. Yep. Just yep. because it is closer. When you see proximity wise, there's a microphone on this guy. I'm not using it. I'm using this microphone, but this right. is still closer to my mouth and a little more isolated sound than this guy up at the front of my laptop picking up everything else. Um. It's still not, I mean, I still want to have a dedicated microphone. Don't get me wrong. These are not great microphone sounds, but I think they're a little better than your onboard microphone on your, your built-in one. Um, so I know a lot of people will use this for their conferencing, both to hear and to have the microphone and they work fine. But again, I, I think if you're in a stationary sitting spot to do your meeting or call, your external mic is going to be your best bet. Uh, it's going to just work so much better. Now, yeah. Headphone so, Alan, device. I just I just switched to my AirPods as the microphone. Can you tell a difference? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the quality is definitely not as good as the, the dedicated yep. mic. Yep. Um, you don't have quite the echo that we had with your laptop or your yep. built-in uh, built-in yep. microphone, which is good. It's a little more focused sound coming from your mouth, but it's just not great quality sound yep. where the great quality is going to come from your dedicated mic. Well, and just keep in mind that what, what is nice is that it provides me the flexibility. So now I'm sure. leaning back. I'm away from the mic. You're still getting probably the You're same exact thing, no matter where I yes. am. Right. So if you are someone, let's say you were teaching a class and you were going to be back here oh, on absolutely. the board, you're going to do different yeah. things. This is a fantastic way of doing it. Uh, it's better than the laptop, but yes. yeah, if you're going to be stationary, like for looking at the screen, switch back to uh, having a, uh, an actual uh, yeah. microphone. I think. Um, now we haven't mentioned headphones yet, but, Believe it or not, headphones are kind of important to have if you're going to be doing yes, a lot of conferencing yes. work. Because for one particular reason, 
if you, let's say I have this microphone, let's say you decided, yes, I'm going to get an external microphone. And I want to do that. Well, microphone doesn't have a speaker on it. I mean, it's not meant for playing back sound It's meant for gathering sound. So your sound still has to come from somewhere and it's by default. It's going to come from your computer, any computer speakers you've got on that computer. So what happens at that point, if you're not wearing headphones and using the headphones to listen to the conversation you're in, then what's going to happen is the sound coming off your computer there's a potential to kind of bleed into your mic and it could cause a little bit of echo. It could cause some feedback. Uh, sometimes if you've gotten into a, a zoom meeting call and you hear somebody kind of, it sounds like there's like a feedback loop going on. It's mainly because yeah. they've got their speakers turned up so loud and that's what they're hearing everybody else's voice from. And their microphone is then picking that up and cycling that back through the call, which is really, really annoying. So yeah, I recommend that headphones. Is, that is probably my number one frustration when I get on large uh, meetings is someone that is not wearing headphones. And again, the, the the software has gotten much better at and detecting yes, certain voices right. versus surrounding sounds, but you can still get in that feedback loop. And it is very frustrating if someone's got their speakers up so they can hear. And yet we're hearing ourselves talk in a feedback loop. It is maddening yeah. so yeah well, do way you get around if you don't mind do headphones wear headphones yes yep and this and unobtrusive simple ones are fine it's just as long as you can hear it it's you know i'd much rather talk to somebody who's got these on than to see them with the big can headphones on so i mean feel free to sure. do little simple earbuds whatever's convenient for you to hear all it's doing is making sure that it's your microphone's not going to pick up any sound coming off your computer audio. Right. That's the biggest right. goal for that. And uh, now you're right, especially on laptops. I've noticed they are really good at trying to distinguish between sound coming Getting from better. the computer yep. versus you, but there's still that chance. And uh, you know, somebody could still have their volume turned really loud and it's going to make a difference. So headphones are just a great smart way to go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Brian, outside that, of, I think you know, headphones, yeah. Alan headphones, as your microphone or, and, and also head or having an external microphone. The other benefit of those things is if you're in a loud space, if you're in a coffee shop, let's say, I mean, these microphones, like what you and I are using, they're made to, you tell it, okay, I want this a single directional, right? Mm -hmm. Look for information that's coming directly from, you know, me. Now, of course, would I be taking this to a coffee shop? Probably not. I'd probably do my AirPods because yeah. my AirPods at least are kind of, listening for my voice and a little not more direction surrounding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a little less of the surrounding uh, information. So, you know, be, it, again, just like we talked about with video in our last episode, be nice to the people on the other side. Don't just make it so it's nice for you to see and hear other people make it so that they have a better experience of seeing you and hearing you so that, um, you know, put a little more time and effort into it, I think makes a big, big difference. Ryan, do you know what my number one pet peeve is? Number one, like in all, uh, not, not just technology. In life? In life. In life. Yes. Yes. Um, does it have to do something with comic books or anything? I don't know. What, what are you, where, where are you going? <laughs> There's no pet peeves there at all. Um, no, it's the, when somebody is playing a, off their phone or an iPad volume up in a public setting. I mean, or you have your laptop or you have your phone and you're watching a video or you're playing a game and you have your sound up. So everybody in the place is hearing the uh, sound from your device. Yeah. So apply that to your web conference. If you go somewhere and you are on a conference call, 
web conference, but you're in a public setting and you don't have headphones on, everybody around you is hearing it. And that is my number one pet peeve. Do not yeah. make me upset um, if, if that <laughs> happens around me. So at least you won't plunk, like me when I'm angry. Sorry. Plunk to bring down 20, 30 bucks for some 20, 30 bucks for some simple, cheap headphones. They don't have to be yeah. the best quality, just enough for you to be able to hear the people you're talking to. And it uh, allows you to prevent any feedback loops on your audio. And it's really a much yeah. better experience for everybody around you. So yeah, no, agree totally with agree. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say Brian, it's what? my biggest pet peeve in life, but yes, I think. It no, it is totally mine. No, really. Wow. I can't think of a pet peeve bigger than that. So I know exactly how to trigger you in the future. Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> if I'm at a restaurant and some little kid is playing a, a, a game on their iPad, super loud, and it's just, or watching a TV show cartoon and it got like the volume all the way up. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Terrible. Or the people that um, believe that speaking like this is, you know, yes. perfectly okay. Walking right? around, having a phone hear. call, yeah. like yeah. with voice, yeah. like yeah. sound completely up talking. No, don't do it. I'm definitely just with you on do that. Do not that's, do it. That's horrible. <laughs> all right, Brian, how about some quick little hacks about things um, when you're on a conference call that can help also with your audio? These are the non-techie uh, things, yeah. the non-equipment uh, or purchase-based things you can do to make your audio a little better. Um, yeah, you know, one, did, one thing I would mention really quickly, Alan, is yeah, check your audio in advance. Yes. Make sure make sure you you check that out and make sure what it sounds like. Zoom has a really easy way of doing this. You can go on and say check my audio. You know, you can click and say you know, check, and then you speak, and then it plays it right back, so you can actually hear. Oh, wow, that's what it's going to sound like. And you know whether or not to get closer or further away because what has quickly become one of my big pet peeves is just the initial setup time it requires with every web meeting I seem to have now. Oh, um, uh, you're you're muted. You're muted, Alan. Alan, you're muted. You're muted. Okay. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We actually were hearing everything. Can you turn the feedback loop? Can you yeah. click? It's like, oh my god, we have to go through this entire process each time. Do it in advance. Um, and if you can do that quick check in advance, you know that right, right when you hop on, you're ready to go. Um, another thing I'll mention really quickly, learn about the mute button um, mm -hmm. and use the mute button. If you're going to be someone that's going to start, you know, dealing with, you know, crackers and opening up, you know, things while you're doing, use the mute button. You mute. You can still hear everybody else. But. If there's someone else in the room, you're not going to be distracting all these other people. Now, there's a <laughs> there's a caveat here. Yeah, be comfortable with coming off a of mute. So when it's your turn to speak up, rather than you mm -hmm. doing lots of things where everybody's like, "Oh, John, you're on mute again. You're on mute. You're on mute." Right? Recognize that where the mute button is. Uh, know that anytime you're speaking, you got to go first to the mute and it takes a little practice, but it can make the experience so much nicer for everybody. Well, let me give you a little hack on that too, Brian. Zoom, probably the most popular web conferencing software everybody's using right now. In Zoom, if you put yourself on mute, your computer spacebar acts as your temporary unmute. So just imagine yeah. if you are going to leave it on mute because you may have some background noise going on or some other things and you don't want to be distracted. Put yourself on mute, but the minute you're ready to talk, you just press and hold down your space bar. That will temporarily unmute you. So the idea there is that all you got to do is press, hold space bar, boom, you're now unmuted. And then when you're done talking, let go of the space bar. That's a much easier way for me to kind of remember if I want to leave on mute 
for the rest of the the show, that's how I would do it. So I think so everything almost said, like but, the walkie walkie talkie yeah, approach, exactly. right? It's like, hey, yep. when I want to talk, I'm gonna press and hold, whatever. Yeah, you go kind of if you get direction. used to it, it works yeah. great. I think WebEx and others have similar hotkeys or, or a pr- button you can press to do the same thing. But use yeah. that. I'd say by default, go on mute if you're not the person running the meeting or running the conversation. Put yourself on mute by default and then just press the space bar whenever you're ready to talk. That is yep. uh, the best way to make sure that you're not interfering audio-wise with anybody else. So Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I think that's really I think smart. this is all this is all great. So audio-wise, we're basically just quick sum up. Check your audio in advance. Make sure your audio is set up the right way you expect it to, and it's going to sound the way you expect it to. Use headphones whenever possible, even little cheap earbuds, just something so to avoid any feedback or any kind of loops or uh, distracting audio for other people. I recommend using an external mic if you're going to be in a set location for most of your calls. It's a worthwhile investment. It sounds so much better as we demonstrated earlier. And remember that mute button. And just keep in mind yeah. that you know when your mic is not muted, like you said, Brian, any noise that's happening in this vicinity, uh, people are going to hear. Uh, not It's not just because you're – people don't just hear you just because you're talking. They will hear anything else that is a noise on your end. So use that mute button. Uh, liberally, I say, as much yeah. as possible. And uh, yeah. don't be afraid to use that on a regular basis. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I think it's, I think you're better off, you're better off not being heard and having to be reminded to turn your mute off than yes. it is to have embarrassing things being heard. Uh, I, which I agree. Experience. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Brian, I think that's kind of the things we want to hit on today. Yeah, it's kind of good. some simple, quick do's and don'ts and ideas for video and audio. Again, you can do a lot of these things. A lot of the things we mentioned, you don't have to put money into. It's just knowing where to place things and how to use things and little tips and tricks. But there were some options in there. Obviously, if you do really want to up your game, you can put a little money into it, a little more equipment. You can do some really great things on audio and video with your settings there. So, yeah. Agreed. Good. Well, Brian, if anybody else has some ideas to share with us that we didn't cover, how uh, how can they reach out to us? Yeah, send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. That's info at the mesh.tv. Uh, or you could visit our uh, website, uh, which is brothers in tech.com. So brothers in tech.com. Uh, and there'll be a way to, to kind of connect with us there as well. So um, uh, can I tell us your, uh, your uses, your hacks, your, uh, your ways of making a, a better uh, online visual and audio experience? And uh, we'd love to share those with other people. So info at the, info at the mesh.tv. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening today. We will be back next time with another episode. But we'd love to hear your feedback, as Brian said. So any topics or things that we can get into from a home, family, personal technology standpoint, we are here to be your resource. So thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.